Inner Dialogue. You're now tuned in to the Inner Dialogue podcast with Malcolm and Thomas. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode five of your, hopefully, your favorite podcast. <laughs> Definitely your favorite podcast, let's be honest. The Inner Dialogue podcast. Podcast. I can't even say podcast anymore. We just lost all of them. <laughs> everybody tuned up as soon as you fucked uh, up. So episode, ep- all right, we're going to scratch this. <laughs> episode five, we're back. Welcome, guys. Episode five of the podcast. I know there's been a little bit of a wait, but now we're going to hit you guys with a little treat. We have a double episode for you. Yes, double the trouble, double the dose of our podcast pleasure. If you're wondering where the hell we've been with all this drama going on, Malcolm had to move. And we are now podcasting from his new spot. And I gotta say, man, your new place has come together. You got everything in its place. Everything looks great. And honestly, I couldn't be more happy for you, man. I encouraged you to take the step to finally move very much on your own. Because I know you were debating whether you should do roommates again or maybe you should just stay with Gramps and save money. But there's really something to be said for having your very own place. I agree. And, um, and now you did well experience. for yourself. You did well. Thank it's you. It's awesome. Super happy for you, man. I appreciate it. It's it's beautiful. It's for anyone who's lived alone, you know, like I do now, it has its challenges. But oh boy, does it have its beauties. Yeah, there's a lot of perks involved. Oh man, my favorite thing, hands down, so far is just. Being, have everything exactly where I want it. I'm so OCD in particular mm-hmm. with everything. I'm just like, oh yeah, this is right where I left it. Everything is clean, nice, tidy. It's, right. it's fucking beautiful. We both had roommates in the past and you know as well as I do, if you have a roommate that, I mean, what are the chances that two people are gonna be on the same page with everything? It's, it's odd, yeah. Rarely does it happen. I've been fortunate enough to have a few Super awesome roommates. Shout out to Joseph, Marcus, Raj, Heather. But yeah, I've also had some terrible roommates and I won't give them shout outs. <laughs> but they know who they are. And I, I haven't been a perfect roommate, don't get me wrong. But of course, you know, nobody's perfect. We try, try, to, try to be chill, try to be clean, try to have fun. But yeah, you, all you that have good a beautiful stuff. place. You got all, it has such a Malcolm vibe to it. Which is exactly yes. what I would hope for and expect. Yes. For your very own place. That's exactly what I hope for. It's beautiful, man. Like, I mean, a lot of guys, bachelors, I mean, it's it's a cliche. A bachelor <laughs> pad is known as being a messy place. Yeah, you're But if right. you are a true bachelor and your pad is nice and tidy, it goes a long way. I, I would say so. I mean, you know, I have a lot of luck with the ladies. Sarcasm intended. Because my love life, nothing's happening. And quite frankly, for the most part, that's kind of where I want it. It's a lot going on. But, you know, times get lonely. Bed seems a little larger than normal at times. Sometimes it can be, you know, a bigger deal. Other times it can be like, hey, I'm happy that, you know, it's, I mean, being a single man has its perks. It does. It has does, its pros man. and cons like anything else. And more than anything, I just... I, I really want to just keep putting time and energy and love into me. That's what I've been trying to do for a few years now, and it's been really great. And I think I have a lot of work left to do, and 
yeah. Till then, I'm just hanging out. Having a good time. Yeah. Living life. Oh, yeah. I love it. Dealing with anxiety. Dealing with depression. Dealing with all the goodness, too. As always, there's a beautiful balance. If you guys are wondering, as I'm sure you are, maybe you're not, I don't know, why we haven't been active. Um, obviously, yes, I just moved, so that's a, a part of it. Um, but also just... I've been, those of you with anxiety can definitely relate. My anxiety has just been through the fucking roof lately. Especially, it's been increasing with the pandemic, I've noticed, because I've isolated myself more, and I'm just naturally isolated because I'm working from home, and things are closed, things like that. And it's, it's really just the lack of exposure has... has just shot my anxiety through the roof. So that's been a huge part of it. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I can recognize that anxiety is typically a very irrational fear. And it's solely in my mind. And just got to do it. Just got to Nike it up. Just do it. Isn't that a bitch, though? <laughs> the nature of it's the anxiety. the worst advice. <laughs> you could... No, I'm saying with the nature of anxiety, it can be stressful to be in groups that can cause anxiety. Mm -hmm. It can also be stressful to be isolated, like you said. <laughs> it's <laughs> a lose-lose situation sometimes. It really, really is. It's a catch-22. Yeah, it's sucks, like, hmm, do I stay at home or do I go out? Because either way, I'm going to be riddled with anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think the good thing is that you're not dependent on some medication or anything else, which I know medication has its place for some people. Yeah. But if you can manage somehow with maybe only exercise or mindfulness or uh, uh, various other techniques, if Definitely. you can manage that, then, I mean, you're that much stronger for it. Thank you. What's really helped me for the most part is exercise is a huge thing. I notice if I'm steady in the gym or steady running, my anxiety is naturally a lot less in general, at least for things that are typically pretty anxiety provoking for me like just going out, like going grocery shopping, like typical, you know, normal life things. Um, and also, yeah, mindfulness, like, like I was saying, <laughs> a lot of times when I'm having anxiety, I gotta just kind of reel myself back in and be like, what are you having, what are you freaking out about? And how practical, how likely is this outcome? Like, like for example, when I was moving in, I had, I've never had to set up my own um, electric or anything before and I was having so much anxiety I talked to you about it yeah. I talked to Jonah about it and I'm like man I'm having so much anxiety like this is going to be such a thing and both of you were like no it's, it's a phone call like it's literally going to be so easy yeah. and then I finally did it and it was just like you said it was so easy Isn't and it's it like a relief? yes it's such a relief and it's it's also like in that moment I take a second to reflect and be like look at what you're doing to yourself <laughs> you know like this is given I mean I guess I only have so much control over it, but I like to think that I have more control than, than it does. And yeah, like it just allows me to be like, okay, that's a situation where I'm super anxious and for literally no reason. I'm putting myself through all this heartache for no reason. So I try to just, if applicable, anytime I'm having anxiety, I'm like, all right, is this really going to be that hard or is this just a normal thing? Like, and a lot of times it will help. I think it's important for you to not always blame yourself for the anxiety because a lot of times you phrase things like, 
I put myself through this. I, I'm doing this myself. And it's so easy to, to just beat yourself up about it. Honestly, I mean, you've been dealing with anxiety for a long time, right? Yeah, for as long as I can remember, yeah. yeah. It's just, unfortunately, it's just the way your brain tends to function. Yeah. It can be overcome to an extent. But I think giving yourself a little break sometimes, you know, is deserved because beating yourself up over having anxiety is ridiculous. You're just yeah. You're just you adding know, you to wouldn't it. you wouldn't say that about somebody else with anxiety. Like, bro, you're just don't put yourself through all that. You wouldn't say that because yeah. you understand. <laughs> it's just something. It's an obstacle, and you know, dude, I'm I'm proud of the way you've managed it as much as you have because I know it sucks. I don't deal with it yeah. the same way. As you do, my culprit is mostly depression, and I know anxiety can lead into depression. So you got that that yeah. double whammy sometimes, which sucks. But definitely, yeah, man, uh, you've really, you know, it's impressive the way you've managed your anxiety because you still make yourself do the things that you want to do. Like, for example, before before we started recording, we just came back from the gym, yeah, and that can be, you know, provoking of anxiety. It's- yeah, as soon as we pulled in the parking lot, yeah, I remember yeah. telling you that my anxiety instantly went through the roof just from pulling into the parking lot yeah. because I see people walking in, I see people walking out, and then I'm, my brain's like, oh, people, people you don't know, Inter- potential interactions, like, just, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it sounds so silly, it feels silly, but, like, I mean, no, I, I appreciate you, you saying that because I don't realize, yeah, sometimes I do kind of more or less beat myself up over it and... Yeah, I don't know. It's there. It's funny. I've been really thinking about like, or I've just had certain instances come to mind from like growing up where I'm like, oh, that was probably because anxiety. Like, for example, when I played football, um, there were many years where I was the center, which is for those of you who don't know football, that's the dude that hikes the football. And I remember every time we'd break the huddle I would always in my mind just repeat the play and repeat the snap like goal 22 on two goal 22 on two goal and it would just be repeated in my head until I snapped the ball Mm -hmm. and looking back like I never thought much of it then but looking back I'm like that's like that's got to be from like anxiety and like maybe a little bit of OCD too because I I know the reason I did it was because I'm like, I can't forget this play. Yeah. I can't forget the snap count. Like, it's up to me. Mm-hmm. Like, if I forget, I'm, I, it's all on me. Like, I, how, I can't allow that to happen. <laughs> and I, there mind is a you, lot of responsibility. Mind you, that. I'm literally eight years old at this time. Oh, so like, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I'm like eight years old. Like, I can't let the team down. I got to remember this play. And, yeah, looking back, I'm like, hmm, it's probably like some anxiety right there. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. It's I mean, that's a lot of pressure especially when you're younger I mean everything's a bigger deal when you're younger definitely and if you're in sports and you know especially if there's an audience and you know a lot of times your parents enroll you in the sport and you know that everybody's counting on you to perform that whether you have anxiety issues or not that can suck that pressure man yeah I mean it's there I played a little bit of basketball when I was in my early teenager years and it is a lot of pressure. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. I've always been tall. I've always been trash at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of my team was no good as well. So we didn't do well. But just being in that sports environment, having everybody, you know, if you have the ball 
Dude, the pressure is on when yeah. you have the ball. It's like, oh man, eyes are on me. Oh yeah. Here we and go. You don't have to have an anxiety issue to <laughs> to know that kind of pressure. It sucks. It can be a lot to deal with. It's a lot to manage for, for a kid. Yeah. So much fun though. I think I do I do think I have had a lot of good come from like anxiety and, and obviously situations like that where the pressure's on because it really those are the situations where you know those make or break where you you're, you perform and sometimes you may like you know fall short but most of the time it's like that's when you really come in clutch and I don't know a lot of times I feel like my anxiety kind of has helped me because it I almost like will prepare more than if I didn't have it because oh, I'm like yo I need to make sure I'm on my shit yeah. and I'm like anxious about it because I'm like I don't want to fuck up so then I just make sure that I'm I'm going to be good then instead if I didn't ha- and I don't know maybe that's how everybody is but to a certain extent I don't know but I think you're right what do you think in your experience because I don't have chronic experience with anxiety but in your experience what do you think is the the best coping mechanism I know you mentioned exercise which is probably a great one but um aside from that what do you think is a good coping mechanism for dealing with anxiety i think one of the best coping mechanisms especially in the heat of the moment when it's like the anxiety is just there is breathing it's gonna sound it sounds so cliche and simple but like just and and just like super intentional deep breathing like like as deep as you can go, really let that exhale out. And 10 breaths of that typically will make me feel significantly better, like hands down every time. Um, obviously it's not like a cure, but it definitely helps. And then from another thing I try to do is, is really just keep myself grounded and just try to pick the situation apart from a more practical and logical point of view. and. I don't know, not put down like that I'm being irrational or, or anything, or I'm like being ridiculous, but just kind of break it down more like, yo, what you're upset about or what you're afraid of, your, your fear, your anxiety is pretty unlikely. <laughs> so like you, the odds are in your favor of things going well, opposed gotcha. to, opposed to what you're afraid of. And yeah, that's a really good point. It helps. It definitely just helps. Yeah. I mean, breathing, I know you said it sounds cliche, but breathing is, is everything as far as controlling how our body is feeling. Because as soon as uh, we get filled with stress, without thinking, everybody's breathing changes to shallow and fast. And yeah, the opposite of that is relaxed breathing, deep and slow. So, I mean, it makes sense because our brains don't always know exactly what's happening with our body like there's not always this understanding like we can think about things logically and break things down but our body is is essentially like this meat machine and for myself I've had points in my life when for some random reason I would notice my heart was beating differently like it was beating faster and just feeling that I realized that my brain and my body was realizing oh your heart is beating as if you're stressed and so it starts releasing all these stress hormones like cortisol and then 
you start feeling stressed and you start feeling anxious and there's no, there's no um, actual reason. It's just this weird biological feedback loop, this response. And for, I'm not sure how, but I sort of like made that connection like, oh, my body is just reacting to this weird anomalous heartbeat rhythm. That's, I don't know what the cause was, but it was temporary. My heart was beating faster and then my whole body thought there was some stressful situation because of that. And I think that happens with a lot of situations. And if we can sort of override that, what I did was I forced my breathing, like you said, slow and deep. And I tried to realize there's nothing to be stressed about because there really wasn't. I was yeah. just laying down. I was just chilling. And uh, maybe five minutes of that. And I started, because before I made that connection and that realization, I started feeling really panicky, which is weird, which is, I think sort of the feedback loop that happens when somebody has a panic attack. And I didn't get to panic attack level because luckily I was able to sort of navigate what was happening. But it worked, mm. just controlling the breath like you said. Yeah. So I think breathing, you know, even if it does sound a bit cliche, it's, it's cliche for a reason because it's one of the foundational works. methods that does work. I think the the positive affirmations are a nice nice added touch for sure too um actually i i I tend to do that as well as kind of like you said like there's nothing to be stressed about like just those positive that reassurance within yourself of like i've got this i trust i trust within the process i trust the universe Mm -hmm. trust myself Mm -hmm. those those definitely help too because personally i know that's where a lot of my anxiety can come from is just a feeling of that like the uncertainty and like oh I don't know I'm not prepared for this so then just kind of chalking that up to like well I trust and I have faith that it's going to work out again kind of sounds cliche but no, no, nonetheless true. effective for myself absolutely definitely because there could be a reason that sort of starts this loop of anxiety that's sort of minuscule and not really worth all the stress but there's this snowball effect that builds it up. And next thing you know, you're borderline panic attack because Mm -hmm. of some petty reason. Yeah. It is, it's really interesting too, what what you were saying about how, like, um, just with your heart, you felt like your body then starts, you know, taking play, gosh, I can't talk right now, but basically just the effect that then the rest of your body starts having because in your mind you're like you notice this thing and then your mind starts affecting your body and so on and so forth Um, something I've noticed on occasion because I've never actually had like what I would consider a panic attack I have friends with anxiety that have had serious panic attacks but I've never it's just I don't know for whatever reason it's never gotten to that point but one thing this is I feel like the closest I've probably had is and it's happened multiple times at my at work where I'll like be on a call and all of a sudden I'll think to myself like I'm talking too fast or I'm not enunciating enough or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's literally like my heart starts beating and there have been times where I've been on a call and I'm like, I can't finish this. Like I'm not gonna be like, I, it's, it's my throat literally starts to like lock up and I can barely speak. And it's crazy. I've never experienced to that point where I'm like literally becoming physically <laughs> incapable of like performing just talking to somebody on a telephone and it's really interesting I've, when I've noticed it I'm like because as soon as I notice it I'm like 
in my mind, I'm like, no, you got this. You're crushing this call. Like, if this person loves you, like, you're on it. And it, you can feel it see. So yeah. it's 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 really interesting to experience for sure. That is interesting. It, it may you made me think of it with your with your story because, yeah, like it. I don't know. It's incredible how our body machines operate. So mechanical. They, for sure. One hundred percent. So it's so interesting how so many of these uh, effects that we feel all the time are just simply a result of associations with mm-hmm. our nervous system and our you know biology and everything else it's just yeah. one thing can trigger another thing and then all of a sudden here you are stressed out <laughs> and you're like wait why am i stressed out it's exactly just, it's just this yeah and yeah it's really interesting and i mean that sort of plays into mindfulness because mindfulness is i think is rooted in this concept of understanding yourself and sort of having the uh, the ability to recognize what's happening and then taking control of that not just becoming whatever emotion happens right. to take place and um, I could use a lot more mindfulness in my personal life I'm trying to I'm trying to like focus on being more mindful and you know just uh, taking taking control of how I navigate situations because it can be so easy to just be filled with whatever emotion happens to jump in your brain and mm-hmm. <laughs> decide to take the wheel. Definitely. You're like, no, bitch, get off the wheel. I'm taking the wheel. Give I'm me driving. It's my back. turn to drive. Yeah, for sure. Irrational. It is interesting how how easily it is to fall into like a cycle of negative thinking and even you know poor habits like I, I notice myself some days where it's, it's I feel like all day at work it's I'm just thinking nothing but negative things and yeah. like you said like being mindful I'm really trying to when I notice myself doing that I'm like Malcolm you gotta fucking get it together right now mm-hmm. like you gotta think good like and then I just one thing that really helps me is gratitude man gratitude is just the key it really is it really helps it Gratitude helps goes so much way. like i can be so frustrated at work and then all of a sudden i'm like well i have i'm still working I st- I'm, I'm financially okay i have a home i have have my health like all my bills are paid like there are people stressing about their bills there are people who have lost family members with everything going on there are people losing family members despite everything else going on yeah. there's plenty of terrible things going on in the world. And you know what? Things aren't so bad over here. So I just try to really always keep the gratitude, man. That's a great point. I think the man. mindfulness and the gratitude are two peas in a pod there for I think sure. You're right. I think you're right. Uh, realizing what what we have, opportunities we have, like you got a beautiful apartment, I have a beautiful apartment. We have so much going for us. Exactly. It's completely irrational to be upset. But at the same time, it's unavoidable. 100%. So with the mindfulness and being upset, like, instead of just trying to push it away and um, just think about maybe being uh, grateful or whatever, I find it helps to, let's say if I'm feeling really frustrated, I'd be like, okay, the observer part of my brain is noticing that the active part of my brain is feeling upset, frustrated. And I'm like, let's just 
dive into this feeling. Let's feel this upset. How upset am I? Yes. Like, I'm really, really upset. Like, this shit is fucked up. I'm so <laughs> pissed off. I'm just so sick of it. I'm fucking fed up. Shit is just really... I just can't... There's no fucking words to really describe how upset I am. So I just, like, let's feel it. Let's let the upsetness... Let's just... How... Let's... What's, what's that rage in there? Just let it be. Let's feel the most rage ever. Like, Definitely. What's the rage? Is it a is it a little car bomb? Like, it's just going to just explode? No, it's a fucking nuclear warhead. Just feel it. Just let that rage just be there. But don't act on it. Just let it be. Just let it exist in your brain. And just name it. Be like, this is me being really frustrated. I just take a note of that. Just let myself be frustrated. Just let it be. Just wait it out. And then the weird thing is when you do that, if you just, you don't let it become you, but you just let it exist. Just observe it. Give it a name. You just name it. It's called noting. Just label it. There it is. Feel it. Absorb it. Just let it be whatever it wants to be. And just, it'll slowly go away. Once you name that fucking dragon, you can slay it. Definitely. It. And then it'll fade away. Sometimes it likes to hang out. Sometimes it comes back. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just, you know, just take it day by day or hour by hour. And there it is. I love it, man. I agree 1,000%. Joseph and I actually, he's, he's brought that up to me a lot about just the power of being present with with your emotions I try to incorporate that a lot especially when I'm feeling depressed and just yeah. like you said I'll literally a couple days ago a week ago I was sitting here and I was feeling depressed and like exactly like you said I, I took a st- set, step back and I was like how sad am I mm-hmm. how sad am I feeling right now and, and it was funny because I thought to myself like dude I'm pretty fucking sad yeah. like I kind of want to cry yeah. and, and what's funny is I, I Mind you, I'm saying this out loud to myself because I live alone. Yeah. Fucking who else do I have to talk to but better. me? It's even so, better. Exactly. So I say this out loud and then I'm like, man, I'm pretty fucking sad. And I kind of start to tear up mm-hmm. and then I chuckle. Like naturally it just, because yeah. I'm like something about, like you said, just naming that dragon. Yeah. Something. I, I just was like, that's funny. I'm yeah. sitting here sad. I'm chilling, watching The Office. I got weed to smoke. Like, yeah. what's the big deal? Yeah. What do I got to be sad about? And instantly, I was like, you know what? I'm all right. I'm good. And that's not always going to be the case. But regardless, being present with it, being present with our emotions and mindful with them, I think it's huge, man. I think it is so, so powerful. And I think for me personally, and I'm sure other people can relate, it, it really helps me dive into because once you start to dive into okay I'm feeling this way now why am I feeling this way with my depression a lot of times it helps there because sometimes there's not a why and sometimes that's not relevant and I'm still going to feel that way Mm -hmm. but I have had times where I get to that point and I'm like man there's not even a why and something in my brain clicks and is like fuck that then yeah (laughs) if I don't even have a reason to be sad right now then I'm sick I'm not gonna be and again it doesn't always happen that way but Sometimes it, it, it's just like an instant yeah. moods, mood change. It's really interesting. Sometimes there's a reason. Sometimes the reason 
is worth being upset about. Sometimes it's not worth being upset about. Definitely. And sometimes there isn't a reason. Sometimes it's just like, you know, it's like the crazy weather that we experience. It'll be yeah. a sunny day, and then all of a sudden, huge storm clouds. Yep. Big shelf cloud just in the background with lightning. Yeah. Big old bolts of lightning. You can see exactly. the thunder, and, you, and it just sweeps in on you all of a sudden. And there you are. you got to deal with this storm. It's like, ugh. And... You know, sometimes it can go away quickly. Other times it's just, yeah, you're just going to get rained on for a little while. Yep. <laughs> you're going to have that storm cloud. <laughs> I had a pretty rough week, man. It was just uh, one of the most depressed weeks I've had in a while. It sucked, but I just mm. tried to hang in there. Tried, tried my best not to take it out on anybody else around me, you know, <laughs> to more or less success. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, at the end of the... End of the week, weekend, I'm feeling a little better now. That's but, great. Yeah, there's ways to deal with it, and sometimes it's just going to be there for a little while. No doubt. Definitely want to say I'm super happy you're feeling better. Yeah, man. I feel for you there, man. Thank you, bro. Definitely. And I also want to say I think it's extremely commendable that you're intentional about trying to make sure you're not taking this out on other people because... I know from experience, it can be very easy to allow our emotions and our depression and our anxieties and all of this stuff we got going on within our own bodies and minds, it's so easy to let that pour out of us and affect other people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I try to be mindful of that, man, because I've definitely shown my, my backside more than a few times. Oh yeah, I'm too, I'm, <laughs> I absolutely am guilty of taking it out on other people for sure I'm sure plenty of people can attest to that yeah I'm you sure know. I'm sure we're not alone there <laughs> yeah and it, you know you just gotta gotta try to manage it definitely try not to let it become you because the storm clouds like to hang out for a while sometimes but maybe uh, you have an umbrella maybe you don't yeah maybe your umbrella's yoga or just any type of exercise. Anything, yeah. Anything You've been running really. a lot lately, haven't you? I have been running a lot, uh, and I love it. I've been missing it. Running, sometimes running is honestly my favorite form of exercise. Yeah. It, maybe just cardio in general, but yeah, man, just something about pushing yourself past that point where you think you're finished is just mm, really really does it for me man yeah, there can be I always of... think about you know I've told you a hundred times I always think about um, I don't it may have been Goggins I don't think it was Goggins but it was a sergeant it was in Ritual's memoir and he just talks about when you think you're done you're only at 40% and yeah. every time I'm running I, that goes through my mind like the entire time like I'll be like done with the run and I'm like nah you're still at 40% like, and it I don't know it's beautiful man it's super incredible what our bodies are capable yeah. of because our body will give out far later than our mind. And that's, that's what I think is so cool and fun about cardio is it's really, it's, it's more of a mind battle than, yeah. than a physical battle. It really is. I could run all day, but my brain is like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please stop. Everything like, hurts. Like you've gone Why are you doing far. This? Exactly. <laughs> I got to hand it to you, man. I mean, running... 
with this humidity, even if you run at nighttime, it's brutal. It's not fun. I see a lot of people just uh, driving around and they're jogging middle of the day. It's, oh. yeah. Usually I go at night and Ooh. I went during the day the other day and thought I was not going to make it back home. <laughs> I went way too far. I, that's part of my problem is I push myself. Like my brain was like, no, please turn around. And mm-hmm. me being me, I'm like, no, no, no. You got plenty far. I went way too far, was super dehydrated and had so far to come back. And I kept trying to go and then I just couldn't. I finally had to walk back probably like a mile and was just dying the whole time, <laughs> mouth so dry. It's got to, I was to the point where I wasn't even sweating anymore. Uh, I, yeah. I, I was done, I was tapped out. Yeah, with this kind of weather, you, um, I mean, I commend you on your ability to push yourself to the limit, but you uh, definitely gotta take care of your hydration requirements Yeah, before you sure. do all that. For sure. <laughs> it's one thing to be extremely tired at the end of a workout, but if you're on the edge of heat exhaustion, that's yeah, that's sort of counterproductive. One hundred percent. But you uh, you got through it, and uh, you did all right. You did you did great. You killed it. I tried. I could have done better, but yeah, I'll do better bad. next time. You did great. It was better than yesterday. And that's what matters. Yeah, a night run would be the only way I would do it. Even then, I'd be like, please, let's do yeah. something else. <laughs> Can we do a night walk, maybe? Like, come on, man. <laughs> little walk into 5K. But yeah, with that type of cardio, that type of exercise, it is absolutely a mental battle. Because if your lungs are burning, mm-hmm. and your legs hurt, and your calves are just on fire, oof, I mean, yeah, technically you could make yourself take that, you know, put that next foot in front of the other, but your brain is just screaming at exactly. you. Please. Please don't do this. Yeah, exactly. Don't do this to us. You yep. have a nice air-conditioned apartment. You have exactly. a nice couch. You have a bed. And to think, <laughs> we could be laying down right now. Exactly. It's funny how our brains always want to take the path of least resistance. And yep. It's just a so matter natural. of overriding that. Just just sometimes, you know? It doesn't take too much. Just get a few workouts in a week. Just mm-hmm. accomplish something. It goes a long way. Not just physically, but mentally. 100%. That's why I feel like exercise is so beneficial for my anxiety is because it's obviously anxiety is a mental thing and yes, it's different than that, but just overcoming this mind battle of like, oh, my brain is telling me this, but I'm not going to listen. I can apply that same logic to anxiety and it's oh, like, yeah. yo, my brain is telling me that this and I have this to wor- be worried about, but then I can kind of just be like, eh. You're fine, brain. Mm-hmm. You're good. Like, I got it. And it the more and more you, you do that, obviously it makes it easier. Yeah. I actually just realized that. That makes so much sense. It makes perfect sense. And it applies to more than just mental health, but just any goal you ever want to accomplish. Definitely. It's all about just Mental fortitude is, yeah, mental is fortitude. huge, man. It's a beautiful thing. And it's not easy when you have luxuries like we do. We live in a very soft, so to speak, exi- yeah. society. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look how how much the virus tore everything apart. Yeah. Economies crashed and everybody's stressed. Uh, I would say anxiety 
might even be the highest in the world that it's ever been because this pandemic is global. I'd say that's fair. A lot of people are stressed. I wouldn't be surprised by that. And rightfully so. Yeah. It's I know I've heard super crazy suicide thing. rates are up. I don't know how true that is, but... I mean, it would, it it would, would make, make sense. sense. That yeah. would follow, right? Yeah, I could see that. Which is so weird, you know? I mean, you're afraid of a virus for good reasons. And then it's so overwhelming, just the worry of the potentiality of either catching it or spreading or whatever to an a point to a point where you want to take your own life. That's so bizarre, but it is bizarre. There's no rationale to suicide with the exception of if somebody's just living in extreme chronic pain nonstop. I get yeah, that. Yeah, it's kind of like I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I don't the the I don't even know what to think about the pandemic anymore. It seems to be so dang politicized and just I've been seeing things about the death rate reports being super inflated and there's just been a lot the, the, the I've seen information that the masks are literally pointless yet it's like county ordinance to wear them which is fine like I'm not it's like a very slight inconvenience but if it doesn't do anything and we know that then that's just obviously stupid in my opinion but it's just I don't even I don't even know overall it's pretty embarrassing how poorly our country has handled this, in my opinion. I think the um, overly politicized state of the pandemic is, it's, I wouldn't say it's completely exclusive to USA, but it's, uh, I mean, we're not doing so great with it no. because of that. There's such a huge political divide. People take a simple fact of, spre- of preventing the spread of a virus and they push it into the realms of oh my constitutional rights and this and that it's like listen there are some matters that are larger than just your own preferences of definitely wearing a mask it's these people you don't hear these people complain about oh i it's i'm, I'm going to be forced to wear a t-shirt when i go to 7-eleven yeah. and in yeah. a pair of shoes it's like no that's just you just wear it yeah and if it's a matter of possibly somebody being um you know there we know that the virus lays dormant for some time before people even get symptoms and there's people who are asymptomatic who can possibly spread it and they never get symptoms themselves and that's why it's important to take whatever precautions you can they there doesn't have to be a political element people just do that because they're ridiculous. Yeah. To be honest. It's like I'd agree. If wearing a mask could possibly save somebody else from catching it, some old person who is at a higher risk or somebody who has an immune uh, compromised immune system, then what's the harm in wearing a mask? Because we know that the particles in our breath is it spreads through air. So I mean there's been it's not even a debate is just obvious how it works you will spread your breath less i mean yeah yeah for sure it's simple and i just see i just see more and more information showing that the max or the masks are just less and less effective so that's why i mean complete bullshit personally i don't the i don't i don't know i don't if it is what frustrates me is the fact that 
just the misinformation, just the, not even the misinformation, but just the multitude of contradictory information. Like, do the masks fucking work or do the masks fucking not work? And just, I just want to know. Like, just and, break it down logically. Like, well, I how mean, does a virus, logically, yes, does a it virus would seem spread that it, from one person to another? I mean, a multitude of ways, but if this is like a respiratory thing, then, airborne, then yeah, it's more it's like airborne it's virus. water droplets, coughing, sneezing, talking, things yeah. like that. So, I mean, yeah, on that side, it makes sense. Haven't so, you seen those diagrams where they show the breath from no, somebody who's I breathing? Haven't. To be honest, I haven't looked into the mass shit. I've just been seeing things and I'm like, here we go. Yeah. But I don't know. I just don't get why people are making such a big deal about the masks. It's That's what I don't understand. people in America are so obsessed with their, their ego, basically. It's, nobody wants to be told what to do, which I get that. Okay, but if you have a little bit of foresight for the greater good, why is it such a big deal? Okay, let's say the mask didn't work as... Let's say they worked 50%. It's not that much, but let's say they did just work 50%. I'm convinced yeah, even they Even if work, they barely work at all, I'm still game to wear work. it. Like, yeah. Because, yeah, like you said, but the greater good... But going back to the anxiety, let's say you wearing a mask could calm somebody's anxiety about this. Yes, it that's part their of why health. I'm like totally good that at wearing masks. That by itself is a great reason to help because I'm convinced that Angel and myself already had the virus because when we went to our Colorado trip, we, you know, we both got sick after mm -hmm. the trip. Right. And we quarantined ourselves and everything else and it lasted for over 2 weeks and we, you know, she had all the classic symptoms. And I had super mild symptoms. I was lucky. And I'm convinced that we both have the antibodies, which means I can't catch or spread this virus. But right. I still will gladly wear the mask for the simple fact it that is. it will relieve other people's stress. Exactly. I agree 100%. And for that reason alone, I think that's enough of a reason to wear the mask. Get over the ego because nobody cares about... You know, it's not a constitutional right. Like, just, there's so much nonsense. Yeah, like it's, and it's always from the right side of things. Just, they're just so obsessed it's just, with yeah, themselves. It's, like, it's selfishness. It's, a, what it, it's what it boils down to. And it's so frustrating. If our country was more united and yeah. cooperative, then we would be better off. Like, you know... I mean, almost all the other countries have handled this better than we have. It's yeah, crazy. literally. And I think the reason is because of this massive political divide. And that we have people being super petty over issues that are very simple. And we have problems that could be solved with a simple solution. And they make it so complicated because they make everything about themselves. Yeah. It just goes down to the selfishness. And it's really... It's, it's kind of frustrating that the country that I live in is handling things so poorly and I'm not going to get political because everybody's heard enough of politics, you know, it's like, who do you want for president? This fool or that fool? It's like, mm -hmm. come on, man. Yeah. At this point, I'm just like, can't we do better than these fuckers? Like, yeah. you mean to tell me we got what? 330 million fucking people in this country and that's who we got to choose from? Like... That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we won't get too into it because everybody's <laughs> eyes will roll so far in the back of their heads like, come on, 
I did not come to this podcast to hear about politics. Yeah. And don't worry, guys. We're not going to escape. We're not going to get super into politics. We do have a special episode where we want to address the um, recent mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matters um, issue that is an important issue, and I think it's worth talking about. Yep. But we will have a special episode for that. Yep. So don't think we're going to just gloss over it. Yeah, no, we're we're going to touch on that. Should be next week that that'll be getting done unless life throws us some curveballs. Yeah. But stay tuned. It's like Thomas said, it's definitely a super important matter that we both feel very strongly the need to touch on and you know, utilize our platform to speak up against racism, against all forms of injustice oppression it's 20 fucking 20 guys like can't we all get along (laughs) you know should be easy like can't we stop eating animals can't we stop calling people names and treating them any differently than we would treat our mother because any other way is just silly in my opinion so we'll get into that next week but it's been great we appreciate you guys for listening we love you so so much Thank you guys for hanging in there with us. Uh, Sorry again about, um, you know, the lull that we experienced, but we will be back on track. And, um, yeah, thanks so much, you guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode. I want to say, instead of sorry, because I'm trying to stop saying sorry because I'm really bad at it, we thank you for being patient with us. Yeah. And, yeah, again, have a great week. Have a great night. Sending tons of love through your beautiful ear holes. So much love. A truly heartfelt thank you from us to you for tuning in to this week's episode of Inner Dialogue. Inner Dialogue. We'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>